Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, June 30th, 2022. We reached the halfway mark of 2022 here today. We're going to talk a little bit about the first half of the year, best moments, worst moments, favorite shows, favorite matches, stuff along those lines. In addition to a very busy week in wrestling from Forbidden Door on Sunday, we have Money in the Bank coming up in two days, less than 48 hours away from when we're talking right now, Mr. Marceau, for this pay-per-view, which I'm looking forward to as well. We got the next NXT special, The Great American Bash, or special edition of NXT, that is, on Tuesday that we'll speak briefly about as well. And last night, as we speak, we have Blood and Guts on Wednesday's Dynamite, so a lot to get to here today, Mr. Marceau. Seriously, fucking huge bag of questions and answers today, so... Very excited to pick your brain on all of this. But not only that, Mr. Marceau, we got a lot coming up with today's show. But in a month from today, you know what that is, right? July 30th? Uh, I think that's SummerSlam. That's SummerSlam, and why is that significant? Because we're going to be there. <laughs> I can't wait. First time in Nashville for myself. You've been there before, right, or no? I was there for like a hot second. I went in 2018, I believe, at the end of 2018, to visit a friend that stationed in, uh, who at the time was in the Army and was in uh, Fort Campbell, which is like 45 minutes to an hour of Nashville. So obviously I flew into Nashville, and I pretty much hung out near him the whole time I was there, but at the very end we went down to Nashville for like, not, like I said, a hot second. I think I was there for a few hours, and it was pretty cool. I honestly wanted to stay a lot longer, but... I guess we'll be able to hit 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 another night out on the town while we're there. I was gonna say we could see your Endicott friend at some point while we're there too. I might have to hit up Murphy Baby. He's down there. No way, Murphy Baby's there. He lives there. Yeah. No fucking shit. Yep. That's amazing. We're definitely going to have to see Murphy, baby, at some point. But, uh, no, we'll be there from Thursday through Sunday. The show itself is on Saturday. Um, I would like to go to StarCast at some point. But beyond that, I mean, when I went to Dallas with Alexis a couple of months ago, it was far more busy because there were far more events, which is fun. We went to a lot of the stuff. Like, I had an in for SmackDown and Raw and TakeOver. Unless something changes, I don't think there's an NXT show that weekend. There very well might be, but for some reason I thought... I don't think there there isn't currently, but for some reason I thought there might be when they announced it or it was rumored a couple of weeks ago. I don't know. They first got a Great American Bash coming up on Tuesday. Again, that's not a live special. That's just an episode of NXT. But we'll see. I mean, they could always have that on Saturday afternoon again, like they did with TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, or that NXT Stand, uh, Stand and Deliver show, rather, or do it on Friday or whatever. I know SmackDown's actually not in the city, and I don't think Raw is either that Monday, unless I'm mistaken, but... Um, it's one of those rare Saturday shows, which I like. I know we spoke about the Saturday shows at the beginning of the year, and now we're getting more and more of them. So it's going to be interesting going to a Saturday pay-per-view and then Sunday flying out the next day, and it's not Monday. I actually really like that. 
Well, I love that way better for traveling purposes. It's so much nicer. You don't have to take like another day off from like a normal work day off. So I like it. I like how they have the Saturday shows. Yeah, no, I like it too, and I think it's going to pay off. So we're looking forward to that. That's going to be a fun time. And again, that's not for another month, so we have a lot to get to before then. But I do want to ask you, as I alluded to earlier, Mr. Marcel, we're at the halfway more, uh, the halfway point today of 2022, which is absolutely wild to me to think that the year is already halfway over. In wrestling, it's already been quite the crazy year, probably one of the more newsworthy years in some time, largely due to COVID, that being in 2020 and 2021, kind of, causing the headlines to not be as hectic and as as exciting with fans not being in the building. But for 2022, we've had fans all year round so far. Thankfully, fingers crossed, uh, we haven't had any issues with that yet, which is great. But, um, you know, with people getting hurt and switching companies and this happening and that ha- happening, this company getting bought out, blah, 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 you know, cross-promotional shows and great pay-per-views. What's your take so far on the world of wrestling and the landscape of all these different promotions, specifically WWE and AEW, in 2022 so far, in your opinion? No, I think I think they've both done pretty well. I think the beginning of the year, I would say, was kind of the hotter point for, I would say, honestly, for both companies. Like you, you kind of alluded to, right, when you kind of pitched it right before me, I feel like the injuries for both companies have kind of started to rear its ugly head. Like, I feel like both companies are seeing major injuries to major talent or even, like, with MJF being gone, I feel like, for AEW, I feel like it's hurt their, from my thought, I feel like it's hurt their product more than WWE, I mean, Punk's obviously a huge deal, uh, Brian's now out with an injury, Adam Cole's hurt, uh, since MJF's been gone, I feel like the show's kind of hindered a little bit as well, so, they have a lot of injuries stacking up, obviously, WWE does too with Cody, I mean, they pushed all their chips in with Cody, and obviously, got hurt. Um, but we did see him back on the show for a little interview on Monday, which was nice. Um, Randy being out obviously changed the plan for SummerSlam. I think Brock and Roman will be good, but I, I, I think just the way, obviously, the direction was going was definitely going to be him and Randy. Um, but hopefully he gets better. Kevin Owens allegedly banged up. Uh, Sasha and Naomi left. Still don't really know what's going on with that. So, I mean, there's a ton of shit going on in both companies, but I feel like the injury bug has hurt AEW more than in WWE at, at this moment. Yeah, I mean, I would actually argue with that in saying that AEW has had, yeah, had more people out with WWE with less stars right now. It feels like they're suffering more from the people that are out. All the people that you mentioned, Orton, you know, Roman not being around as frequently nowadays, the two top championships. I mean, that feels like an afterthought at this point with the two titles being unified, as you mentioned, and the whole Orton-Roman match being originally scheduled for SummerSlam, so... It's really crazy to think about. And and some of the things with, like, the month of May, remember, like, you mentioned the Sasha stuff, but even MJF. I mean, his whole promo, and even before that, all the drama with him maybe not resigning and having heat with the company, that feels like it was an eternity ago that we were at your place watching Double or Nothing. And in the month of June alone, all the injuries and the developments and everything else, man, it's been crazy. So I'm looking forward to the rest of 2022. Any other expectations for what we might still see to come in the rest of the year, stuff that you want to see? Like, we're going to be at SummerSlam, which is cool, uh, whether it be from AEW, WWE, or whatever. Anything you hope to see in the remainder of the year? I mean, it is a shame so many people are out hurt right now for the summer, which sucks, because this usually is the hottest period for wrestling, even over WrestleMania, in my opinion. So any expectations for the remainder of 2022? Yeah, I'm just interested to see what they uh, WWE wise. I kind of just interested to see what they do with the main title. I mean, I unless he's going to work more, I I kind of hope they take it off Roman. I mean, like you said, I think Raw's been fine. SmackDown, I I don't I don't even want to blame the title because I just feel like it's just like a booking problem. Like 
every week we just get the same like six matches and it's just I don't think that's anything to do with Roman. I just feel like they just there's no different creative different. Like it's the same shit every week. It's like New Day and New Day versus the the brawling brutes, and then you get like the random women's match, and then you get the Usos, and it just I don't know. I just feel like the sh- and the show just needs to be booked better. But I think SmackDown's been hurt more by without the champ without like a main champion with Roman not being there. But uh, trying to think. Um... Nothing like I wouldn't say there's anything like overly I'm looking forward to. I just I would just say try to like get some more identity. I would say for SmackDown, maybe when they have the draft. I think usually that's gonna probably say it's probably October or something. Usually have it around October. Mm-hmm. So maybe like there, maybe they can change it up a little bit. I just feel like Raw. Looking back at it now, I feel like Raw is just so much. So it just has more star power right now. Yeah, with the women especially and the men. I mean. Ronda's great, but besides her, with Charlotte being out, they really don't have anyone like that's like really established or just people care about. Like, yeah, I, I mean, Natty's established, but no one cares about her. So, <laughs> Raw, I just feel like is very top heavy. Like, they got Rons, they got Becky from SmackDown, who have been big, big time players on Raw. Obviously, no pun intended. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think there does need to be a little mix up. Maybe they can. Now that there is more of a correlation between NXT and the main rosters with the booking and who's running, and maybe we'll see more people get called up and actually use good. I mean, I feel like Toxic Attraction needs to be called up when they do the draft. I mean, be kind of kind of dumb at this point. I feel like they've done everything down there, and then maybe you see Braun get brought up as well. So I'm interested to see in that aspect, but besides that, nothing like really jumping out at me. Well, I will say I'm very much looking forward to the next three stadium, I mean, not three stadium shows, three turns to two as Money in the Bank's at Allegiant Stadium and Money in the Bank are in Vegas now on Saturday. But I'm looking forward to Saturday's show, and then right after that is SummerSlam, partially due to the fact that we're going to be there in Nashville. But, you know, SummerSlam's always fun. And then right after that, Clash of the Castle. Um, that's in September, though, so... August is going to be a nice break from all that sort of stuff because I don't think AEW has any shows scheduled that month either. They have all out in early September. Actually, I think that same weekend as Clash of the Castle, unless I'm mistaken. Um, No, it is. It is. Okay, so it's that same weekend, obviously at a different time with it being overseas and whatnot, but that's in September. The Arthur Ashe Show, which they announced at Forbidden Door, um, the very special New York City edition of Dynamite, which is going to be great. Uh, That's coming up later that month as well. No, but in August, AEW has no pay-per-views, and maybe they bring back Battle of the Belts, as if anyone cares, but um, they could do that, and NXT may have a takeover or whatever, or one of those live specials as of right now. Again, nothing announced, so we'll see. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that, because this month alone, in June, even more so than any other month this this year, um, Impact at Slammiversary a few weeks ago, that was a great show I watched. That NWA had a pay-per-view, AEW just had Forbidden Door, WWE had Hell in the Cell, and In Your House earlier this month. So there's a lot going on right now, and I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to just getting a break as a fan. Um, but we'll get into Money in the Bank a little bit later on. Before I get to that, though, we're bound to get some good matches on Saturday. As far as some of your favorite slash best matches that stand out from the first half of 2022, specifically from WWE and AEW, from what you've seen, any matches jump out to you, and I'll, I'll kind of refresh your memory right here, right now, because to me, the Bucks and um, FTR from Dynamite in Boston, which I still partially regret not being there for in your native Boston over there because that was a great show and that was a phenomenal match. Um, that's still one of the best matches of the year to me all these months later. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but the Bucks, or not the Bucks, but FTR and the Briscoes from Ring of Honor Supercard, that is definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it. That was a phenomenal match. 
And then on the WWE side, um, Bianca and Becky from WrestleMania 38 I thought was an amazing match. And really, any of the Cody Rollins matches I would also put up there as some of the best matches of the year so far. So in addition to the ones I mentioned or including those, any other matches really stand out to you as some of the best of 2022? Yeah, like it took the two that I ran off the top of my head. <laughs> like Becky, I thought Becky Bianca was great. The Raw, like you said, any of the Cody Rollins matches were great. I don't know. I like I like the Hell in a Cell one, but I don't know. I feel like just like, I don't know. I think the WrestleMania one was good as well. I think, like I said, I think all three of them were really good. So I want to stick pick one of them out. But I think, all th- honestly, I thought it was a great trilogy. But every match delivered, even with Cody winning every time. On the AEW front, like I said, my memory's fucking terrible. Um, trying to think. You said the FTR Young Bucks. That was a good match. Um, I mean, the MGF CM Punk stuff was always good. Oh, I'm sorry. How could I forget the MGF Punk match from Revolution? That was a great match, too. Jesus, I can't remember. That was a great show. I, I thought my memory was bad. I know. Uh, it slipped in my mind. The thing with AEW, before you continue, is that I'll say, is that they have so many good matches that is that it's hard for the great matches to stick out. And I'm not saying that's not a knock on them, but there's so many good stuff. There's so much good stuff that honestly is hard to remember what really stands out as being great, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does make sense. Um, yeah, so I say the CM Punk MGF stuff was good. Um, I mean, the Wardlow MGF stuff was good. I mean, obviously the match itself was fucking brutal, but I thought, I thought everything MGF was, him and Punk have been pretty good. I mean, even Brian's had come some good matches as well. Um, those stick out. FT, I mean, FTR has been killing it. I would, I would even have to pick out one match. I mean, I feel like all their matches are just great. Mm-hmm. So I want to pick out one specifically, but I feel like them. MGF obviously hasn't been around in a while, but FTR has been great this year. Punk, Brian, um, Hangman's been pretty decent lately. So I mean, nothing specifically I'd point out, but I feel like those guys. I mean, they normally always have good to great matches. Two matches that are in the distant, you know, rearview mirror because it's been so long. But I'll throw at you one from AEW, one from WWE from the month of January for both. Didn't love the storyline, but I love the match. Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes. Cody's final match in AEW, his final appearance in that company. The latter match for the, I guess, two TNT titles. I thought that was a great match. I remember you not being as high on it, and I get it, but I personally really, really like that match. Uh, even though Sammy has kind of been, it's been all downhill for him since then. Um, and then also from the Rumble that month, Roman and Rollins, probably one of the best matches I've seen in many years that ended in a DQ, which was so fucking lame, but the match itself was excellent. And I would put that up there with some of the best matches all year as well. Cause Roman really hasn't had, I mean, cause he's barely been around, uh, like Roman was having a lot better, like match of the year contenders around this time last year in the first half of 2021. We don't really have that with him so far in 2022, but two Roman matches that stand out, not the Brock one, but the Rollins one was great. And also honestly, the six man from WrestleMania backlash that we were there for, I thought that was a really fun match as well in the main event of that show. Yeah, that was a great match as well. Yeah. I mean the Cody Sammy Guevara match, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just remember for the big RKO spot, I'm pretty sure he did. They jumped up the ladder or some shit. Yeah, the cutter, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the the fact that was Cody's last match in AEW is crazy. But, uh, no, I mean, ever since then, he has, I mean, Sam hasn't really done much. But, uh, yeah, at the time, I feel like it was a big moment for him. I mean, getting both the TNT belts. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 
my memory's terrible. So when you mention it, I honestly didn't even remember it happened this year. Yeah, I, I figured. And two more TV matches, they're just kind of coming to me right now. Uh, one of which being the Raw Tag Team title match, Triple Threat, from right before WrestleMania. I remember this being one of the better Raw matches in, in a while. Um, RK Bro, Alpha Academy, and... Rollins and Owens, when RK-Bro went back the belts, it was like a 30-minute match to open Raw that week. It was back in March, I think. Fantastic match. Um, I would put that up there as well. And from recently on Dynamite, Will Ospreay and Dax Harwood, I stuck by this. Still one of my favorite TV matches all year. That was an excellent match as well. Yeah, that was a great match. I mean, Ospreay and Dax. I mean, Dax is going to have a good match with anyone, but Ospreay, I feel like he was one of the New Japan guys that definitely popped from, from the little joint kind of program and they did the last month or two like you said i think there was a couple other rk bro matches i mean they had a ton of really good tv matches they did the one that you said specifically the triple threat was great but i feel like they've had a lot of good tv matches since they've been champion since they were champions at the time so i mean they had great matches with a lot of people and like i said when him and randy were champions they were like the best part of raw for for 2022 so uh yeah they i feel like they had a lot of good matches yeah, kind of going off that anyone really stand out to you is not any one particular person, but who really, I, I tweeted about this a couple of weeks ago, but anyone stand out to you as some of the best performers of 2022 so far? I mean, I would put RK Bro on that list for sure. Uh, Kevin Owens has had a great first half of the year. Hasn't really won a lot, but he's been a, one of the better parts of Raw from week to week with the whole Ezekiel stuff. Sami Zayn, I mean, the whole Ooze thing, the Bloodline stuff has been fantastic, I think. I'm really enjoying that. Even before that, the... Johnny Knoxville stuff, which I know you weren't a big fan of, I fucking loved. Um, that would be one of my other favorite matches from the year so far. Um, I would put Sami Zayn up there as an MVP so far in 2022. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins really hasn't won a lot, but has had a lot of great matches and I think good character work in my opinion. Um, I would put him up there, Cody Rhodes in both companies. Um, and then over in AEW... Um, I'm trying to th- obviously FTR. That w- they probably stand out more than anyone else. Um, Wardlow had a really good year. MJF, Punk all had good years. Um, Thunder Rose has done well. Just wish he was featured more. Um, anyone else? Kind of going off what I said, and anyone else I didn't mention as far as who stood out to you so far in 2022? Yeah, I mean. Oh, and Becky as well, by the way. I was just say you hit a lot of them. I mean, and Bianca. Bianca on there. Yeah. I feel like Liv's actually popped off pretty well this year. I feel like she's got a lot better than she was before. Um, I'm trying to think what else you've named. I mean, Britt Baker's been obviously AEW's better wrestler since they started, but she popped off in 2021 in the 22 before she lost the Belt of Thunder. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I feel like there's a couple other people I just had thought and I just kind of lost my train of thought. I mean, the Usos have had a good year. I don't think you've named them specifically, but I think they've been good. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, Gunther just came in, kind of immediately went right to the main event or title picture, so yeah. that's good for him. Yeah. Um, Theory kind of started to make a, a jump this year as well. Just to name another person. Bobby's over as fuck right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the main guys in each show, you could say, are having a pretty good year, but those guys specifically, I think, have done have done pretty well. Um I think some more people from AEW. I said Brett. Eh, fuck, I can't stand any of the Jericho stuff. So not oh, that's been among the worst stuff of the year. Yeah. Uh, um, that and the Sammy Guevara bullshit and uh, American Top Team. That was awful. Like, Brian's been great. 
The uh, Brawling Brutes New Day stuff was also some of the worst stuff. I mean, the matches were fine, but the few never fucking ended. Oh, my God. It just would never end. It's still not, I don't even think it's over yet. <laughs> not 100% they, sure it's not fully over they yet. They did Sheamus and Drew last week as a team, but that just stuff was just awful. But, yeah, I don't, I really, I'm looking at the roster. I really can't think of, like, anyone that really stuck out. The Charlotte and Ronda feud was not as good as it could have been either. That's been that, Ronda's return has been a big disappointment so far. She She's gotten better lately. But um, that early first few months was definitely a disappointment, and not what I hoped for when she came back to the company. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think. You know what? Else I feel like it's kind of been disappointing this year. I'll go with the AEW. I feel like Darby Allen's been disappointing this oh, year. Oh, definitely. Like, um, did no fault of like, his own, but yeah. No, definitely no fault of his own. I just feel like he's just kind of. Not, I don't even want to say lost in the shuffle because I feel like he's doing stuff. It just from where he was, he was doing stuff that was meaningful or something that had like per, like he was in the TNT title picture. And now he's just like randomly with like not randomly with Sting but like they're just doing random stuff with Sting and him I feel like he's definitely been a little bit disappointing obviously no fault of his own but that's just more of a booking thing WWE wise like you said Kevin Owens I mean he's had a good year by content but like you said he hasn't won really much at all I mean he did face Steve Austin at Wrestlemania but <laughs> yeah that, that's a big W that's a big W but like I said he's still like like you said he's been included a lot just really hasn't won the whole Edge shit with the fucking Judgment Day. Like, the Judgment Day now, I feel like they're fucking dead in the water. I mean... Yeah, I still don't know how to feel about that. the fucking Mysterio. I was like, Christ, yeah. that's like... You're basically unemployed at that point. <laughs> um, I love the Mysterios, but Jesus Christ, they're not anywhere near the top. And that was the and match like, they did on main event a week ago, too. And, like, what are we going to get? Dominic turning on Ray joining the Judgment Day? No, thank uh, you. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. I, I would say those two people I specifically. I mean, they said Owens has had a good year. And I think Darby's had some good stuff, too. But just, like, where they could be, I don't know. I feel like it could be better. Yeah, it could always be better. There's some people that really did well and some other people that uh, could definitely do better. And listen, there's still six months left in 2022. So there's definitely plenty of time for them to improve. And, 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 and it's not their fault, like we said. It's more so the booking and what they have been doing or what they haven't been doing. So uh, time will tell as far as that changes in the remainder of the year. Uh, but going back to what you said and looking forward to the rest of 2022 and and, and, and who's going to be around going into SummerSlam. One name that likely will not be a part of SummerSlam, unfortunately, is Big Match John. We saw him come back on Monday, marking 20 years of John Cena in WWE. I really enjoyed the show, honestly. For all the Cena stuff, I thought it was great. And the rest of the show um, did a decent job of hyping up Money in the Bank, confirming Becky for the match, and Riddle, which we'll get to after the Cena stuff. But um, your thoughts on the Cena celebration edition of Raw on Monday and doesn't look like Cena's going to be back anytime soon for one more match, which, I mean, not one more match. I even clarified, I'm going to have more than one more match. He's not near in retirement anytime soon, but doesn't sound like there's an in-ring run in his immediate future, which we all thought that he would have. Um, definitely surprising that no one interrupted him on Monday. We did get the Theory interaction backstage, which was cool, but nothing in the ring itself that would indicate he has any plans of coming back anytime soon for a full-fledged program. So uh, your thoughts on Monday's Raw and where we go with Cena from here, if anywhere? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was good for what it was. I was hoping it was going to lead somewhere, but like you said, it kind of... They did have that small interaction backstage, but like it led, didn't give me any... like. It's not like they set anything up. It was like a little interaction, and then they just moved on. So, I don't know. I was kind of hoping for that at, at, at SummerSlam. I mean, I guess we can never say never. Or the door's not shut just yet, but, like, the interaction wasn't there enough. Like, maybe they're going to wait till if he loses the belt to, like, heat it up. I don't know. I really don't know. But I was hoping it would be him and, him and Theory at SummerSlam. I think that would be a great, like, off like match that doesn't need a title. And 
would kind of make Theory seem bigger than he is, but it doesn't seem like that's the direction they're going in now. I mean, people have said they could still set it up, and I talked to someone else who had suggested, you know, maybe he could cost Theory the championship on Saturday after Theory disrespected him backstage, but... Would you really have John Cena show up to do a fucking run-in on a U.S. title match if he's not at... Like, wouldn't they want to advertise him for the show if he was going to be there? You know, like, I would think that if they were going to have him there, they would make him the special guest referee or the ring enforcer or whatever. I don't think he would show up to cost theory a U.S. title. That, I mean, I yeah, don't really... Yeah, also, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like it would be extremely... It's not like there was anything on Raw for him to even... Like, there's nothing on Raw would even make sense for him to cost the time, cost him the belt. Like he didn't do anything. No, I mean he just showed up and talked shit to him backstage. I don't know if that's enough to warrant him coming out and costing him the championship. <laughs> exactly. Well, flying to Vegas just to cost him a title. I mean, come on. Exactly, it doesn't make much sense. He has a movie to promote, or whatever that might be. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's gonna be there. I don't think Cena will be back anytime soon. Could that be a WrestleMania match? You think? And by that point, maybe, hopefully, Theory will be in a better spot than he is now, even higher up in the card, and it could make even more sense to do in Hollywood. Yeah, no, I, I, I honestly think. That that's a possibility as well. I, I mean, I think maybe, I don't know. I, I maybe like you said, maybe they can put Theory at a not a better light, but get him a little bit more off the card so he is kind of main event caliber at that point and make the match bigger than it even is. So I, I I would still probably do it at SummerSlam. I just feel like I don't know what else you put on the show immediately, but uh, no, if they if they wait, I, I I don't hate it. I mean, we would also be able to see Cena in person if he was there. Seriously, I haven't seen Big Match John in a while. I know. When was the last time you saw Big yeah, Match John? Yeah, I knew John? you were going to fucking ask that. I and wish w- I didn't even <laughs> <think that. laughs> WrestleMania. Oh, 35 when he showed up as the Dr. Thugonomics probably, right? Yeah, I mean, the last time I actually saw him wrestle, though. 33, know, like, probably. Yeah, probably. That. Remember him and his fiance beat uh, Miz and Marie? <laughs> Miz and Marie saying they weren't good for each other, and they ended up being right. What an embarrassment. Wait, that was 2017. Yeah, that was five years ago. He really hasn't wrestled regularly since then. I don't think you've seen him wrestle. I haven't really seen him wrestle a lot in person in the last five years. I saw him at SummerSlam last year, not a fucking SmackDown dark taping in September, but that was it. Yeah, I would say that's probably the last time I saw him then, WrestleMania 33. Actually, wrestle. I mean, he was at 35, but he didn't wrestle. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just got physical on that show. So that would be cool. Um, I mean, listen, we may not get Cena, but at least we have Roman Reigns versus Brock for the first time ever to look forward to on that show. Yep. So, I'm looking forward to that. We Have you already seen a Roman and Brock match in person, or no, not yet? Uh, I don't think you were there for anything. I haven't. Match. I don't yeah, think well. so. So, you'll be excited, right? Well, I mean, at least you can see Cowboy Brock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to see Cowboy Brock. I love Roman and Brock, so, I mean, I'm not against it. You're not against the match. Yep. Wow! Don't put that. I mean, this is this will be on the internet, but that that's a bold opinion right there. I mean, I obviously rather have him and him and Randy because I think that's what the yeah, story of course. Is. I don't even hate the pro- the problem I have with the match is the fact that Roman has both belts. If you only had one of them, I honestly wouldn't even be. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't even have any issues with that. The fact that he has both belts is what I still bothers to me. I mean, anything's possible. Someone could cash in, but I just like. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I I, I always get in this like little mind thing. I don't know. I like the match itself. I just think I hate that he has both belts. That's my problem. We talked about it last week. How do you book this match? We won't get into it now because we went on a tangent last week. How do you book Roman and Brock at SummerSlam? Does someone cash in? How does it affect Drew at Clash of the Castle? How does that affect Cody Rhodes and the road to WrestleMania? There's a lot of questions. 
Very few answers. We'll try to work our way through it by first getting to Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is on Saturday. We'll give her full picks and predictions and preview for the pay-per-view right now. I'm not calling it a goddamn premium live event. To me, it's a pay-per-view event. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, not sorry. But we'll start from the bottom, work our way up here. we got two ladder matches. we got a couple of championship matches. We'll start off with the match we kind of just mentioned. Theory versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. I don't think Cena's getting involved, as I mentioned. I think it's going to be a clear-cut matchup. Um, this is one of the more unpredictable matches on the show, I think, because I don't know if the feud's over. Bobby's been largely protected this year. Would they have him go in there and lose clean to Theory? Probably not. Would they take the championship off of Theory? That's a possibility. What I think is going to happen, I'm going to pick Theory to retain, and that's key because I think there's a chance he either gets DQ'd or counted out or whatever. He may cheat to win by pinning Lashley. I think it's more likely he gets himself DQ'd or counted out. So I'm going to go Lashley, or or rather Theory retains the championship, and uh, that's my prediction for this match. What about you? I mean, I was going Bobby all the way until you just swerved me. Um, <laughs> well, I love the difference of Bobby. opinion. I don't know. I, uh, like you said, I feel like there is a good chance he might get DQ'd or cheated to cheat the win. Then we get the top. Maybe we get like a rematch at SummerSlam. Um, but I'm going to say Theory. Theory, okay. Retaining the championship or winning the match outright? He'll, he'll retain. I don't know how he'll do it, but he'll retain. Okay, he'll walk out still U.S. champion. Why don't you stick Kids with Bobby? Kid swerved me. Why don't you stick with Bobby? Because you swerved me. Because I convinced you otherwise? Am I just that good at the predictions? You're just such a good friend of me. I just decide. <laughs> I always take your opinion, and I value it highly, so you swerved me and said theory, and I just changed my mind. I can't wait for Bobby to win on Saturday now. And then I want to text you and said I was kayfaving, and I thought you were going I, and then I guess it would count as a point for you, but we'll we'll stick with theory on the record here. Hey, check the archives. Uh, from there, we move on to Bianca Belair versus Carmella Raw Women's Championship. Someone asked me on Wednesday's hashtag: Is there a chance Carmella wins the championship? Of course, there's always a chance. Anyone can win anything. It's WWE, specifically with this company. Anything can happen. Um, but no, I don't think Carmella is winning here. I don't think she should win here. I talked about it last week. I don't. Listen, I wasn't excited when Carmella won. We've already seen Bianca and Carmella a bunch of times on Raw and SmackDown in the last year. That being said, though, um, you know, Carmella is, uh, I would assume, a filler feud. They only had two weeks to build this up. I'm no more excited now than I was a week and a half ago. But still, it's it's a quick win for Bianca. She's a notable name. It's better than Nikki Ash, in my opinion, or Dewdrop or Dana Brooke or Tamina. Best wishes to Dana Brooke, by the way. I guess she got in a car accident or something. That's why she wasn't on Raw this week, so that stinks. Um, but yeah, Bianca, I think, is retaining the Raw Women's Championship here. I think it would be beyond dumb to have Carmella win the championship at all, but let alone right before Bianca gets the SummerSlam in her home state of uh, Tennessee as the champion. Yeah, I like you said, there's, I would never say there's never a chance because with WWE, we've always said there's no way they're going to lose, and they do. But <laughs> yeah. Carmella... Bianca's gonna beat her. I mean, that's that's. I'd bet my whole fucking bank account on that one. I would have no issues banking my betting my whole bank account on Bianca here. Carmella, like, she's fine. Like you said, for the situation, I think it it makes sense just because. And the only other people are clearly in this match. I mean, Alexa's in the match. Liv, Oscar, and Becky. I mean, those are the only other women on Raw they're actually pushing. So, I'm um, glad they didn't like screw up the money in the back money in the bank ladder match for that. So, I'm glad they kind of inserted Carmella here. I think it'll be a fine match, but, I mean, Bianca's going to win. Same goes for the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Ronda Rousey, Natalia for the SmackDown Women's title. 
They've really tried to heat this up. I'll give them credit. I really don't care about Bianca and Carmella at all. I like Carmella as, you know, I, I mean, I rather, I, I like Carmella, but I like Bianca a lot as champion. The match itself, I don't really care about, I should specify. Ronda and Natalia, I mentioned it earlier, Natalia, or rather Rousey, really has not had a great year. You know, she came back and won the Rumble. She loses at WrestleMania. She's not as over as she should be. She still gets good reactions. But the matches have not been great. She's been getting better lately and really finding her footing again, which is good. But she's just would be better off as a heel more so than a babyface. But, you know, they have Charlotte as a heel when she gets back. They, then, then, then Sasha just left. So they kind of need babyfaces right now. Um, so it is what it is for the moment. But Natalia, same thing. Even less of a compelling challenger for Rousey than Carmella is for Bianca. I mean... They have history as partners, and they're really trying to make you care with their Twitter beef and the back and forth on SmackDown last week and the fucking stroller, which was dumb. Um, I just, even less so than Carmella, Natalia really has no chance of beating Ronda Rousey a month after she became champion. And Natalia's a no-name, I mean, she's not a no-namer, but she's so at the bottom of the barrel of that women's division on SmackDown. The whole tease of, oh, she may tap out Ronda Rousey is a complete joke. So Ronda wins here, LOL, as she should. And hopefully we can move past this quickly so we can get to Ronda and hopefully a bigger name, whether it be Bailey or someone else in time for SummerSlam. Yeah, like you said, I think this match no one's really excited for. And I, I will commend them for, like you said, trying to make it more appealing. It's just not there. And I, I, I just, like, someone like Natalia, like, I just don't understand someone who's been in the company for so long. Like, she hasn't changed her character at all. She's still been the same person since she debuted, like, over 10 years ago. It's like, when do you think when you see other people kind of, like, rejuvenating themselves and kind of getting a little bit newer or different kind of gimmick? Like, she's been the same, like, we get it, your Bret Hart's fucking niece. Like, I don't know. I feel like she's good in the ring and all, but, like, the character's been the same for 10 years. I mean, you, you would think maybe even WWE would say something to her, but... Maybe she's just so untouchable in that aspect that they just don't care. But they've tried. I'll give them credit on that aspect. But besides that, Ronda wins LOL. Yeah, I don't really see any other outcome to this match that makes sense. Uh, Undisputed WWE Tag Team titles up for grabs here. The Usos defending against the Profits. I'm looking forward to the match. They always work well together. The Usos have held the SmackDown Tag Team titles now for almost a year. At Money in the Bank last year, they became SmackDown Tag Team Champions in July of 2021. Again, I like the Profits. This feels like a filler feud. I love the idea. I don't know if we've discussed it here on the show, but I really love the idea that people have brought up to me of Owens and Sammy being the team to knock off the Usos for the tag team titles. If they're not going to have Sammy as world champion, which I don't know would make a lot of sense anyway, him as a tag team champion would be great. I don't know when we get to that, but whatever. Um, I think the Usos win here. I think they should win here. The Profits have had their time as tag team champions before. I mean, as have the Usos, but... I don't know, this doesn't really, I know it's been a year, but it doesn't feel like the right time to take the belts off of them when they just became the Undisputed Tag Team Champions like a month ago, so I'm, I'm picking Usos to retain here as well. Yeah, I think this will be a great match. Like you said, they've had a lot of great matches. They've had a lot of matches. Just, I mean, SmackDown and Raw, I feel like we get a fucking different singles match every week between these guys. I mean, they're good matches, but Jesus Christ, I mean, it's just so many matches. I... I I don't know, I kind of feel like it's like the Profits should win. I mean, theoretically, I think they should win. I feel like they don't want a tag match that meant anything in forever. And the division itself is a fucking joke. But uh, I guess I'll go with the Usos, too. I mean, I I feel like I, I don't want them to actually break up. But I don't know, I feel like Montez should go on a little singles run, maybe. I just feel like that leaves Angela doing nothing. But 
I, maybe they kind of put. Maybe if theory continues on, they have they put Montez in that in that role, going after him. I, I don't really know, but I think you keep the belts in the Usos for now. I'd rather Sammy and Owens beat them. Yeah, well, I think there's a chance there, honestly. Well, first of all, I do agree on the Montez Ford singles push. You don't have to break them up. I wouldn't break them up, but have Montez just, or rather have Angelo serve as a manager for, for Montez or whatever. What I think they can do, I don't know when Rhea Ripley is due back, and hopefully it's not long. You can do Bianca and Rhea, but also have the Profits and the rest of Judgment Day involved, and you get a couple of six-man tag team matches out of it. Yeah, I don't hate that. I think it would make sense. So now we get to the two ladder matches on Saturday. They could always add more matches. That's a six-match card as of now. They don't really need more than that. This can be a short and sweet show at two and a half hours, three hours, because the ladder matches usually take up a lot of time anyway. Without a world championship match, though, this this card kind of suffers, but the ladder matches are going to have to carry the show for this year. Uh, we'll start with the women. Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch all vying for the women's Money in the Bank uh, briefcase, uh, guaranteeing them a future shot at either the Raw or SmackDown Women's Championships um, at any time or place of their choosing. So um, this is going to be interesting. We had Becky Lynch qualify on Monday's Raw in the last chance qualifier. Pretty, pre- uh, pretty predictable stuff there. She could win. Shotzi, there's no chance. Asuka, I don't think, is winning. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, they've been pushing a lot more lately. I don't think she needs the briefcase. I don't think Liv is winning. I would love for Liv to win. I don't think she is. There's a couple viable options here, though. My pick is currently Lacey Evans. I think either it was you or someone else who had said, I could see Alexa Bliss with it. I She's already won it. I don't really want to see that personally. Um, I'm picking Lacey. I'd be fine with Raquel. Liv, I would love to see win. I don't think she is. Asuka and Shotzi are just not winning. I love Shotzi, but she's not winning. And Becky Lynch, again, I just don't think she needs it. I'm kind of done with the established people winning it that don't really need it. Like, a lot of the people who have won the women's briefcase in the last five years have already been women's champion in the main roster. Bailey was. Um, Asuka was two years ago. Nikki Ash wasn't, so that was nice, even though I don't really give a fuck about her at this point with that character. Um, I just don't really want to see Becky with the briefcase. I mean, if she wants a rematch with Bianca, she can get it at pretty much any time. She just competed for the title a month ago. So I wouldn't do that, especially if Rollins is winning the men's. I do not want to see that. So I'm picking Lacey Evans for this one. Oh, God. I fought, literally, I think Lacey might be the worst choice out of everyone in it. I just, really? Wow, okay. I, I mean, that's for me. I mean, I can't stand Lacey Evans. And I think she does. So she does fill out the the check mark for me that I think the money in the bank should be someone that needs it. Like she wouldn't really win the belt without getting the briefcase. I just, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, her and Raquel shots, you would all kind of hit that check mark that I like in the money in the bank. I just feel like live me. I don't know. I just feel like live should win. I don't like, I, I agree. I'm like, I, I just, I mean, Raquel, like I feel like just doesn't need it. The only thing I, the only reason I wouldn't hate it if Raquel won is if she won and then she'd cash in and like basically turn heel because she's just so much better as a heel than a face. She's mm-hmm. terrible as a face. Um, I'm going to go, and Becky doesn't need it. Like you said, Becky, Asuka, don't need it. Alexa Bliss, I mean, I'm be- I'd rather her win than Lacey, but I just don't really think she needs to win it either. Shotzi doesn't, I think Shotzi probably has the least chance to win out of everyone in the match. I'm sticking with Liv. I mean, I know Lacey's going to win and you're going to throw the egg off my head, but I'm going Liv. I think she should win. 
So she's my pick. I know you shouldn't go with who should win, but that's who I'm going with. Okay. Becky, well, I wouldn't hate, but I'd be like, what the fuck? I'd have to check the archives. I know I wanted Liv to win last year, and obviously she didn't, but I'm curious if we picked Liv last year, and it might be the same story this year where we want her to win, and she's just not. I, do you feel like she's gotten to a point now where they just... I know you picked her to win, but do you think they've gotten to a point with her now where she's never going to get beyond a certain level on this company as just a stepping stone for other women? Nah, I'll give it some more time. I feel like she's still over enough that, like, if she was over... And then, like, people just gave up on her. I feel like then she could kind of be sliding that role. Like, she's basically a stepping stone and they don't care about it. But, I don't know. I feel like she's over enough that I'll give it some more time. I don't know. Because, like, even, like, Nikki Ash at first, like, people, like, actually cheering her. And then it kind of just dwindled. But I feel like Liz's been over enough. I feel like they'd be, if they don't put the belt on her, they're missing out, like, huge on her. I feel like she's a huge baby face. And I think with the way that her character has changed... Since she's gone solo, I feel like she could be a great heel as well. So, I think if they don't put the, any either belt on her in the n- near future before fans give up on her, I think they made a huge mistake. The point in which fans give up on her will be the point that they put the belt on her. Because that always happens in WWE. It's at the point where we don't care about them anymore that they're going to put the championship on her. But I hope that doesn't happen. They put the title on before. Oh, they never put the title on her at all. That's also possible, but... I am hoping the same in which they give her the championship, at least. The, the fact they never even gave her the tag titles is incredible to me. I mean, everyone wins the tag team titles. She couldn't even hold that. And they got multiple title shots. I mean, I just, that's hard to believe. But I'm going with Lacey or going with uh, Liv Morgan there. And we'll go for the men's here. We don't know the final entrant. I'm hoping Cody. we, we what would you say? Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can go with Cody if you wanted to, but... Listen, I know they were advertising Ezekiel and Cody, or Cody, now you got me on the Cody train. They were advertising Owens and Ezekiel on Monday, or Elrod, or Elias, or whatever, and then Owens couldn't make the show. Um, I don't think it's injury-related. He should be back. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be back for SmackDown or not. I'm not exactly sure. So, I'm... I, I don't know who you give that spot. I said this on hashtag. If it's not Ezekiel or Owens, and I would give the spot to Owens, if it's not Owens and they don't give it to Ezekiel... I could see it going to, like, Kofi or someone random like that, or Ricochet, or, I mean, it should be Gunther, but, I mean, Ricochet, who cares? But I could see them putting them in, him in there at that point. Whoever it is, I don't think they're winning. So that really leaves Seth freaking Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Omos, Sami Zayn, and Riddle. The top two obvious choices are Rollins or Zayn. I mean, unlike the women, there's not a lot of sexy choices here, so to speak. I mean, Sheamus, I think, is great, but... His last briefcase run was not great, and he's improved a lot since then, but I don't really think him winning it would be all that compelling. Um, Although I would be happy for him, I just don't think it's going to happen. Drew doesn't need it. Um, Riddle already lost to Roman. I don't see that happening. And Omos, I mean, I I I don't even know what to say if he won. So that really leaves just Rollins and Zayn. I'm going to go Rollins, but I'm going to go the same thing I said before. I want Liv. I'm going with Lacey. I want Sammy, but I'm going with Rollins. So, what do you think? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I think Riddle probably has a better chance than we think. I mean, but if I was betting, I would say it's between Sammy and Seth. Um, I mean, I think Sammy as Money in the Bank would just be better. Because I feel like it could play out the storyline of him. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to cash it on Roman and like I think that would just I don't know I just feel like like you said Seth checks the box of he doesn't need it 
so that's why he's going to win. I'll I'll say I'll try to be with you on this one. I mean, fuck Lacey Evans. I'm not going for her. But <laughs> I'll say Beth will win it, but Sammy should win it. Okay, I mean, I can I can agree with that. I mean, that's what I think is going to happen. I can yeah, only... but I don't I don't like. I'm just I'm 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 against it. So no, I'm not against Rollins winning it. I actually like Seth. Yeah, I like Seth too, and it would be interesting, but I just think Sammy winning it would be just, it would make for a better story, I think, long term. It would be more, it makes SmackDown even, it would help SmackDown more. It would, absolutely. That that really should be the goal here. But yeah, I'm going to go with Seth. Seth's going to win, but I want Sammy to win. I'm still sticking with Liv, and I'm not turning, I'm not turning on her. (laughs) How I can't wait for Lacey to win on Saturday, and then you're going to be pissed. Get the, Get the egg text ready when she wins on Sunday, and I'll just crack one over my head. It's actually funny you say that because I was going to tack on my Lacey Evans interview to this show because I was supposed to. T- I was supposed to talk to Theory today, and then his travel got changed, so he's not free. And then they gave me Lacey instead, and I think I'm still talking to her. I'm not sure because her travel. I was supposed to talk to her like now, but her her travel got changed too. Um, I think I'm talking to her tomorrow, so it might be up on Saturday, but. I mean, I might put it here on the show next week, but I'll tell her that you're not a fan, and I'll, I'll see what she says. She'll, she might call you nasty or something. Like I said, just let her know that when she wins, she can. I'll just crack an egg on my head because I know it's coming. <laughs> the SmackDown loses another viewer, as if you were watching weekly anyway. Oh, seriously, that show is a fucking chore to watch at this point. <laughs> From there, we'll transition quickly in NXT The Great American Bash on Tuesday as we wrap up here the WWE talk and before we get to AEW. Um, it's an eight-match card for Tuesday. Oh, I did not know that until I looked at it just now. That's why. It's a two-hour show. Do we really need eight fucking matches? I mean, some of these matches will not last longer than five minutes, but still, I mean, that's just stupid. Um, we'll go through it here. Apollo Cruz versus Zion Quinn, who I heard might be in line for a main roster call-up, which, I mean, I don't know what to say to that. I like Sanga too. Honestly, Sanga is far more impressive to me. I still think it's a little early for him too, but Sanga and Zion Quinn being rumored for a main roster call-up, unless they have some big plans for them, that just seems very questionable. Um, anyway, but Apollo Cruz and Zion Quinn seems like another easy win for Apollo Cruz in his return to NXT. Oh yeah, I'd go Apollo Cruz. That is very questionable, like you said. I don't know. This song guy, I mean, I met him. He's a goat. Oh, you did? I, I forgot about that. I yeah. did. I met him and fucking Veer. Dude, I'm so, very jealous. I love Veer now. I'm very jealous. Did you meet Robert Stone or just them two? Just them two. Okay. Um, so I met both of them. Very nice guys. Um, I don't know. Veer just seems like he's just spinning his wheels at this point. I don't know. I feel like he was just over, and then now that he's on the show, no one gives a shit, which, I mean. That's fans is, for you, is, though. They're not doing a whole lot with him, either. No, they're not, but, uh, no, I mean, Zion Quinn, I like him. I think he's a good luck, but... I agree. Yeah, I'm kind of out on that one. He just feels like he's lost a lot of momentum since the Santos storyline, and they lost twice. Yeah, I know. This is an easy Apollo Cruz win. Uh, Wendy Chu, Tiffany Tiffany Stratton. Stratton's actually improved, I'll give her credit. She's actually gotten a lot better in the ring. Um, She better win here. I feel like Wendy might win a rebound from the loss at In Your House, but I will... Hopefully, I'm gonna go with Stratton, but I don't think she's winning here. I'm not. I'm not sure, but I'll think. My pick is Stratton. Yeah, I think Stratton will win here. I. I mean, I'm the biggest anti Wendy Chu fan of all <laughs> Me time. Too. I think she's a good wrestler. The gimmick itself is absolutely atrocious. Um, I'm gonna go with win. I'm gonna go with uh, Stratton. I think she's better in the ring now. I mean, 
the whole daddy's girl thing's kind of dumb, but I, I think she's grown on me a little bit more in the tournament they had. But I'll, I think Stratton should win. I mean, knowing them, when each will win, they'll continue it, but I, I, I'd rather Stratton win. Trick Williams, Wesley. I actually like what they're going for here with this storyline. This has been one of the better parts of NXT in the last two weeks. Um, Wesley, I think, has a lot of breakout potential. So I, Trick Williams has also improved a lot as well. Um, I would give Wesley the win here and then build him to a shot, a, a title shot against Carmelo Hayes in the foreseeable future. So um, I'm thinking Wesley wins this one. Booking 101, you have Wesley beat the beat the right-hand man. Yep. Face Carmelo, I mean, easy go, easy go. And that's booking 101 right there. I think it'll be a fun match, though. Speaking of Carmelo, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, or Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller for the NXT North American Championship. I mean, to what for what to, what we just said to make sense, Hayes has to win here, and I think he will. Hayes all day. I like Grayson Waller as well. You still feeling the Grayson Waller effect? Is not so much anymore. The effect has worn off, if you ask me. Okay, I mean he's not as doesn't have as much momentum as he once did, but I still like Waller. Um, NXT UK Tag Team Titles. I guess we're getting a defense of that championship on the show. The new champions, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, just throw them in the trash, uh, versus Pretty Deadly, who are former NXT UK Tag Team Champions. I don't think they win it here. Uh, Briggs and Jensen just want them, so I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, Briggs and Jensen as NXT UK Champions makes legitimately no sense. <laughs> it really doesn't. Pretty Deadly, I mean, I'd rather just have the belts on them, but... I mean, they just got the belt, so you're going to change it immediately? I don't know. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll say Briggs and Jensen won. Yeah. I Pretty Deadly also just formerly held the championship, so if they were going to put the belts back on them, why are they in NXT anyway? So I don't know. They'll probably just keep the belts on Briggs and Jensen. Pretty Deadly deserve better than that, but whatever. Uh, Creed Brothers versus Diamond Mines, Roderick Strong, and Damon Kemp. I'm actually really excited for this. They've been building this for a while, and uh, I think this whole storyline's been great. I'd keep the belts on the Creeds, and uh, we'll see what the fallout is with Roderick Strong. Maybe Damon Kemp turns on him, and that's how we get Roddy Strong out of Diamond Mine. Who knows? But I'm looking forward to this one. I think the Creed brothers retain. Yeah, I like the Creed brothers here as well. I think it'll be a fun match, but I'd, I'd keep the belts on the Creeds. NXT UK Women's Tag Team Titles, Toxic Attraction versus Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. You know, Toxic Attraction's matches are usually pretty predictable in them winning, but... Honestly, I mean, Roxanne Perez, I know she still has her contract. Uh, does Mandy Rose cost them the tag team titles? Is the question. I don't think they would have Roxanne Perez win and then have her go after the women's title and then win that too, although I think she should. But you know what, though? I'm thinking Toxic Attraction might win, but then I'm thinking there's no other teams for them to face. Just have Toxic Attraction win. Or rather, just have them lose here. So I'm going to go Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez, new tag team champions. Yeah, I I think when uh when uh what's her name fucking Roxanne Perez won that tournament. I mean, I don't know. I'm just just saying. I don't know why you'd go after tag team belts. I mean, if I won a briefcase to go after any belt, I'd probably go for the singles one. She's got a heart of gold with with her friend Cora Jade, so she's gonna go for the tag belts here. Love Toxic Attraction, but I think it's more time to them move on than, than from those belts. I think. The, the belts might be leaving soon. So Roxanne and, and Cora Jade, especially I think Jade needs it. I feel like the fans are turning on her. Kind of need to get her a win. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going new champs, Perez and uh, Jade. Does it change anything to know that her contract that she won from the tournament is not for this match? She actually won a number one contenders match on Tuesday, so the contract she still has regardless. 
Oh shit! I didn't know that. I thought yeah. that was for. It's pretty. Oh, fu- it's pretty fucking dumb, but yeah. <laughs> Roxanne double belts. It's um, pretty stupid, but yeah, that's what they're doing. So. Sounds about right. So yeah, I think they're still <laughs> hey, new champs regardless. Okay, I'm going new champs too. Uh, Braun Breaker, uh, Cameron Grimes, NXT Championship. Braun Breaker wins, obviously. But I, honestly, I like this storyline a lot if you've been following it. Um, the feud's been well done. Cameron Grimes has done great work. He's the, the fans, you talk about fans turning on people. They've turned on Grimes pretty hard the last couple of months, which I just find ridiculous, but whatever. Um, I think he loses here, and he might be main roster bound, or they might just let him go. I, I hope not. But, um, yeah, Braun Breaker retains either way. Yeah, Braun Breaker's going to retain here. Um, I like I like Cameron Grimes, but I don't know. I just feel like he won the belt and they got over, and then the fans turned on him. I think it's another fans thing. They like he had all this momentum, and then he won, and then the fans just turned their backs on him. And then he went and lost the belt, and he has done shit since. So those pesky fans. I mean, they want you to win, and then they turn him. I think he's been <laughs> fine as a heel, but I'm not in it. Yeah, very weird. And they're also still building to Braun Breaker and Apollo Cruz at some point too. You got to remember exactly. So. I mean, when Cruz came in, it was like he approached Breaker. I yeah, mean, exactly. Maybe, so I think he might be the one in the end to take the belt off Breaker. Before he, he might honestly, honestly, he might be. I know they already did that with Dolph, and Dolph's from the main roster too. But I mean, Apollo Cruz never won the NXT Championship. I mean, neither, neither did Dolph. But I don't know. I honestly wouldn't be opposed to that. No, I'm not against that. I will say I'm going to jump in. Breaking news. Logan Paul signed with WWE. No way. He just tweeted out 20 minutes ago with a picture with him and Hunter. Him, Hunter, and Stephanie signing a contract. Really? Wow, that's some shocking breaking news right there. There you go. Yeah, it happened while we're recording. Just said, just signed with <laughs> WWE. signed his contract with Triple H and Stephanie. That yeah. is very, it's, it's very, uh, you know, timely because usually this stuff breaks after we're done talking and I might have to call you back, so... That's actually. I mean, they did perfect. tease it on Raw. They did, they did, yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense, but I mean, yeah, it's signed. You think this is a full-time deal? I don't know. There's no term. There's no like actual term on this, but uh, I don't know. That's crazy. Wow, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, honestly, he did well at WrestleMania. Do you think he would do well as a full-time superstar? Or, I don't know. Is this is this a Gronk situation where he's only there for like a fucking night and then he leaves or whatever? But what do you think is gonna happen? <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, I thought his performance at WrestleMania was great, and I'm, I'm very interested to see what he can do from here. I mean, I think he brings a lot of eyes and and to the product. So it says here, oh, Ariel Hawani just tweeted out, Logan Paul has signed a deal with WWE per sources. It's a multi-year deal to compete at multiple events per year. No return date set yet, but it probably will be next month at SummerSlam versus The Miz. That would make sense. Honestly, well, that's so what that's sounds to like do. a multi-year deal with multi-events. So maybe he's just doing the big shows. I mean, could, sounds I like know. the Pat McAfee deal without um the announcing. Seriously, maybe he'll go to the beautiful city of Jeddah. <laughs> Honestly, he might. I don't know. But the yeah. guy's a, listen. The guy's a clown, but you know what? Honestly, he's a good fit there, and he did well at WrestleMania. So I'm willing to give this a chance. I hate to say it, but I'm willing to give it a chance. I mean, I think. If you're WWE, I'd sign in every day. He's oh yeah, the company's star, not stupid. Great yeah, athlete. I mean, I think you can't you can't go wrong. Like I said, especially the beautiful. They'll just tell the guy the guy from Saudi Arabia is a big star. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Tell me, he's ultimate warrior. He'll he buy can, it. Yeah, exactly. He'll he'll be the next winner of the greatest Royal Rumble. Okay, I mean, he'll have a better performance than uh, Baba Tunde did. Baba Tunde and Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry we're going on a little side race. Tucker even in the business anymore? Dude, I haven't heard from him in forever. I hear, I know what a, a friend of mine actually interviewed him last a couple <laughs> a couple of months ago. A buddy of mine interviewed him for something and he just didn't want to because he had no interest and he knew no one would care. But I think he did it anyway because he thought he would be nice to or whatever. I forgot what the reason was. Or they wanted to promote something of his. I don't remember, but... I have not seen him do anything wrestling-related in a while, which I guess, honestly, it might be better than uh, Chad Lalali or whatever his name is, the former, uh, <laughs> the former. did you see these pictures? The former gunner wrestling in front of 10 people in someone's backyard last week. <laughs> I did see the pictures. It was pretty bad. Uh, not a good week for the former gunner getting blasted on Twitter by Becky Lynch, which is just great. What an but, idiot. Uh, yeah, hey. Go, it sometimes comes and hits you quick. Go from wrestling <laughs> in the biggest company and back of some guy's trailer park. So, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I, I think the Logan. I mean, Logan Paul is, I think, is a win for them. So it's a good signing, if you ask me. I think it's a good signing as well. Um, you know, I'm not. I get like I said, I've never been the, big, the biggest fan of the guy, but he did well on the road to WrestleMania, and he did well at WrestleMania. So unless he completely bombs or he pulls a Gronk and he leaves, I heard Gronk retired from the NFL. You think he could head back to WWE? No. <laughs> that was a quick and resounding no. Failed experiment. Thought it was a good idea. I'm out. You, th- you thought it was a good idea, or they did? Too, but that's the thing, though. They'd have to hire Mojo back. No, yeah, we, we already talked about this. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they would they would have to hire him back. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how Logan Paul does. I'm honestly kind of interested to see what he does going forward. And, uh, you know, him and Miz at SummerSlam, I don't hate Hey, we're going to see Logan Paul compete in per- I mean, I already did a WrestleMania, but you're going to get to see him at uh, SummerSlam. I'm down. Maybe we'll talk to him in the media thing beforehand. Seriously. <laughs> that would be certainly interesting. We'll close out here, Mr. Marceau, with Forbidden Door and Dynamite. Uh, no full-on review, but just want to get your thoughts on Forbidden Door. I thought it was a great show. A lot of good action. FDR are so fucking over. A lot of great matches, like I said. Really enjoyed Osprey and Cassidy. I know you didn't love it, but I actually really enjoyed that. Um, the opening six-man was a lot better than I thought it would be. I enjoyed the main event. I enjoyed the four-way, despite the abrupt finish. I know Cole got hurt, so whatever. Um, yeah, Cesaro showing up. The former the former Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli, is now all elite. A lot to get into there, but I just want to get your overall thoughts on the show and any of the stuff I just mentioned. Yeah, I thought it was a decent show. Um, I mean, from a New Japan side, I'd probably be pretty upset a lot of their guys lost. Um... But no, I mean, I, I thought it was a good show. I think it could have probably been built up better. Um, but no, I'm if I'm going to, like based off the New Japan people, I mean, I, I thought Osprey was great. Obviously, Jay White, I mean, he was amazing. Um, trying to think who else. I mean, the Clark Connors guy. I, I was really looking forward to seeing Tomohiro Ishii, and then he got her, and I feel like he just kind of stuck out like a sore thumb in that four way. Yeah. It was a good match, but. I think if Ishii was in it, it would have been even better. Um, honestly, once Ishii got hurt, I, I would have just nixed that and just unpacked Miro and Malachi in a three-way. We already had a four-way going, so... Well, New Japan wanted their guy in there. That's the problem. Uh, no, I know, but I don't know. I honestly... Do you know what I think they missed out on? I know it's like a joint thing, but I, I feel like they should have done like maybe like... They should have done like a New Japan match against each other. Like two New Japan guys against each other. I feel like they kind of missed that opportunity. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I, yeah, I, could, I agree with that. On a bigger platform, like they should have done, like Osprey versus Juice Robinson. Like, why didn't they do that? That would have been better than him in pockets. Hey, Juice Robinson so, was there. <laughs> he was there exactly, and then, then they didn't even explain why he was there with the bell. I had to ask GSM like a month after. Yeah, so, it was confusing. 
But no, I thought it was a fine show. Like I said, I think the FTR, I mean, they're so fucking good. FTR is great. I love that match. Um, I know Chuck's back now, so maybe we won't get more Rapongi Vice, but I, I, I mean, Jeff Cobb's great. I haven't really seen a lot of great, o- I haven't seen any of great Okada for me, to be honest. But he's I not that they good. Were... <laughs> so, what? From the little I've seen of him, he's not great. Jeff Cobb yeah, really exactly. carries the Jeff team. Jeff Cobb's but... obviously the worker on that team, but uh, <laughs> yeah. no, that was good. Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm, I mean, thought it was a fine match. The finish was flat as fuck. She used Dustin's finisher and just like the fans sat on their hands. So I don't think anyone thought that was going to be the No, fight. no one knew that, yeah. So, I mean, Thunder, good one for her. Um, but Tony, Jesus Christ. Is she like Ruby 2.0? I mean. We'll see. Uh, it's too early to say. It's too early to say, but she's lost every big match that's Mallard. Just sure. throwing it out Agreed. there for the archives. I mean, Cesaro, I mean, everyone knew that was going to be Claudio, Cesaro, same difference. I mean, I thought that was a great match. I think, yeah, that was a good match. It was a good. It was only one one of the only one on one matches on the show, so that was kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay White, I thought that was a good match. Okada, to me, I texted you after the fact. I just felt like I get told how great he was, and I felt like this match just wasn't for him. I thought everyone else looked better, shined better. He just was kind of like a, a he was like co he was like a co pilot of a fight. He was just kind of in the match there, didn't really do anything to me, at least I thought. The ending was just bizarre. I know Cole was hurt going in. I don't know if he got even more hurt in the match, but the finish itself was just, it was a clusterfuck. I mean, he went to hit him with the Rainmaker, misses. White hits him with a slink with the switchblade or whatever the fuck he calls his move. Mm-hmm. Hits Okada with it and just crawls over and pins Cole. And then Cole, like, tried to kick out, but nothing happened. And then Jay White just won. It was fucking weird. It was hell. weird, yeah. And then the main event, I mean, it was fine for what it was. Not a, I honestly can't stand Moxley in AEW. Him winning, like, what, he had to get juice, obviously, for no reason. Um, he literally got it for no reason. It, like, nothing happened. Someone, he, I'm pretty sure he got, like, he hit him with a fucking dropkick and Moxley rolled out and all of a sudden he got juice. Ridiculous. <laughs> but it is what it is. So now we got Moxley's interim champion. But besides that, like I said, I think the show as a whole, like, I think it was a good good program to show other people i would have like i said maybe done a couple of new japan matches just against each other to kind of spot like that because i feel like besides that the, 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 the AEW guys won every fucking match basically besides osprey and orange cassidy so um i thought it was a good show I, I, like i said in the future I'd, I'd probably do a little bit more shining of the the new japan guys just yeah someone asked me as a casual guy like i don't know as much about new japan but i thought it was a good show um and that's all you can say. That was a good show. Anyone in particular from the New Japan side stand out? I know Ishii wasn't there, but uh, that was kind of one of my one of my biggest questions. You know, going into that show for you was if anyone would really stand out. I know Okada didn't stand out as much as he should have, um, but beyond that, anyone really stand out to you? Yeah, I'd probably like I said, Osprey or Jay White. I mean, I know they're yeah. big, they're big stars, but they popped out to me specifically. I've seen Zack Saber Jr. He was in the Cruiserweight Classic, I think. He was, yeah, him and Ibushi. So, and Ibushi like, he wasn't here. I mean, man. I know Jeff Cobb, obviously the Great Ocon. I mean, he didn't do too much for me. He needed a Clark Connors, poor guy. Um, I mean, Suzuki. Not really a big fan of his. Any any know, thoughts on uh, Shingo and the other guy that were in the six man with Darby and Sting? Uh, Shingo Takagi. Yeah, I mean, he was fine. And El Fantasmo, of... too. Yeah, I'm all set with El Fantasmo. Um, <laughs> he didn't like Hikaleo, the I love Hikaleo, big Hikaleo guy. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, those guys are... Sp- sp- uh, White, Osprey, 
I mean, like I said, I like Ishii from the, like, I've heard a lot of him. I mean, the match with Cole was all right, but I would say they definitely stuck out. Jeff Cobb's great. I mean, great O'Conn. Like you said, from what I saw, he's not good. He's uh, as great as the great Kali. That's not nice, actually. That's so, not accurate. So those guys, I mean, even Tanahashi, like, I thought he was good, but for how great they talked him up to be, I mean, eh, I feel like him and Okada disappointed on my end. But besides that, I thought, like I said, I thought it was a good show. I would just tinker on maybe doing more New Japan stuff. Like, everything, also, I just didn't love how everything was, like, a fucking tag match, quadruple fuck match. Like, yeah. there was three singles matches on the show. Like, I, I, I'd prefer that, too. Yeah, they wanted to get as many people in there as possible, so I kind of figured that'd be the case. Um, the build really suffered a lot. I hope they can improve upon that, hopefully for the next time, if they do another one, which they should. Um, by all accounts, it seemed like it was a success, as I've talked elsewhere before. So, um, you know, I hope they do another one, and then we have more people on the roster there, like Punk Danielson and... Who was the other person? Punk Danielson. MJF. MJF um, oh, Kenny Omega. Well, I wasn't there. I mean, well, I don't think he would have been, but World would have been better. Yeah, yeah, a couple of people that would have been interesting. Like an Ishii-Wardlow match would be a lot of fun, too. So, um, yeah, we'll see for next year. I thought it was a great show that I really enjoyed it overall. Um, thoughts on Dynamite, which was really the blood and gut show. And honestly, I really... I know you don't know, we, we talked about this off the air beforehand. I actually really liked Blood and Guts a lot more than last year. I liked the finish a lot more. I thought Claudio shine. There were a lot of cool moments. Listen, I'm not a big violence guy. We've talked about this. I, I hate that shit. But I thought... For what it was, for the match that we got, it would have meant more if we don't get hardcore matches every week on the show and on every show they do. Yeah, we didn't get any of Forbidden Door, which was nice. I really appreciated that. That was refreshing. But coming off the anarchy in the arena, was this really that brutal? Probably not. Um, but the use of blood I thought was well done. I mean, they have to do blood. It's called Blood and Guts. Um, the finish I liked. There's a lot of shenanigans with like the Ty Conti shit and... You know, I know you mentioned earlier the Ruby Soho thing was random, which it kind of was, but she was in the video package beforehand, so I guess that kind of explains why she was out there, because she knows Eddie Kingston or whatever. Um, but either way, I really liked the match. The right team went over. I really, really would love for this to be, to be the end of the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Jericho, Appreciation Society bullshit. Whether it is or not, time will tell, but uh, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. I liked it, but I can I could see why you probably wouldn't have. Yeah, I think, like, honestly, since, like, the even the last couple of NXT board games, Bone Guts, whatever, like, it's just, too, it's like, like you said, it's like putting a fucking three-piece suit on over over each, each other. It's just, like, the whole point of the match is to be, like, brutal at the actual cage, but then they bring every piece of furniture in it, and it's just, like, basically a street fight in a cage, so it was fine. I mean, the Jericho appreciation stuff, to me, has been fucking awful, like, it's way worse than the inner circle was, and I couldn't stand the inner circle by the end. I just none of the guys interest me at all. They had to bring Sammy back in. They were like, "Why?" It just that stuff's awful. I actually like Kingston. I feel bad for Santana Ortiz. We said it like a thousand times. They probably should have had a tag run at this point, but it seems like Santana got hurt last night too, which definitely didn't help. I mean, Kingston's good. I feel like he was very hot, and then they put him out with Jericho, and he's cooled off a lot as well. I mean, Cesaro and, and, and Wheeler with, with the Blackpool Combat Club. I think that, that stuff was great, and I, I would distance them, them as far as away possible from, from Jericho. Um, so I guess we'll see there. But I, it was fine for what it was, but like you said, I just don't think it's going to end. I think we're going to get more of it, and I'm completely against it. <laughs> yeah, Blood and Guts really should be the culmination. It wasn't last year. Last year was the beginning for AEW. 
I mean, I, to give them credit, with WWE at least in NXT, it has been the culmination for almost every War Games match they've done. They have not continued a lot of what they've done in those matches. So I will give them credit there. Um, AEW, they did not do that last year. It should be the culmination here because that Kingston-Jericho stuff, Alexis brought this up to me yesterday. They've been doing this since November, dude. It is almost, July is tomorrow. <laughs> it's almost July. And they've been doing Kingston and Jericho since the Kingston and Punk stuff ended in no fucking November. That is crazy. That's well over half. That's the entire year so far. I mean, come on, man. It's time to move on. Kingston I like a lot, but he's not getting any younger. Use him for other shit, please. Um, his team won here. I know he didn't win, but go off and do something with Kingston and Claudio as they teased. I would not involve Jericho in this bullshit any longer. Um, but that's going to do it, Mr. Marceau, for today's Wrestle Rant Radio. Thank you for the breaking news on Logan Paul. I'm sure we'll have more on that next week as we uh, break down Money in the Bank and head into SummerSlam on July 30th. So start packing your bags, uh, start packing your bags, brother. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. I heard that we got to get a buffalo chicken sandwich or something there. What do they have there? I don't know. What do they have there? What, what is Nashville known for, do you know, as far as food? Nashville hot chicken sandwich? That's what know. I'm talking about. What do they say? Buffalo chicken and then hot chicken sandwich. <laughs> Kid goes like Philly cheesesteak. I'm like, I don't think so. Well, I'm still wiping the egg off my face for mispronouncing the name of the uh, Titans owner, too. The Titans head coach or whatever. Titans head coach, yeah, you're way off in that one. Yeah, don't don't tell anyone I did that because I might not be allowed into the stadium for SummerSlam. No, I won't let that one slip, don't worry. <laughs> New episodes of the show every single Thursday, Mr. Marceau. WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Google Podcast. We're on Amazon Music as well and uh, all over the place. So be sure to rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show, and never miss an episode every single Thursday. Like I said, Mr. Marceau, breaking down Money in the Bank with you and so much more next week here on the show. Probably putting in my Lacey, in, uh, Lacey Evans interview as well. I'll be sure to tell her that you're rooting for her on Saturday. I was going to say, let, make sure you let her know that, that I'm burying her and that I got the egg already ready. <laughs> I may not be allowed to do another interview. They may not allow you into the media thing when we go next month if you say that. I mean, I already have the egg on my face. <laughs> That's true. I can't wait for her to win and then live to be at the bottom of the mat. Uh, you like know. I said, I'm going to have the car next to me, so when she wins, I'll just crack right over my head. Ah, there you go. I need a video of this when it happens. Sounds good. Sounds good, brother. Have a great one. I'll talk to you next week. Later. Adios. <laughs>